Hey, this is Hunter Thompson, the host of the Cashflow Connections Real Estate Podcast and managing principal of ASIM Capital, and you're tuned into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. Focusing the the full power you have today on what you can do for yourself tomorrow is, in my opinion, the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. This is Dream Chasers, episode 131 with Josh Clay. Hey guys. Hi, Grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next-level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey, guys. This is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Josh Plave. Josh is the founder of Wall to Main. I love that name. You guys will see. We'll probably get into it here in a little bit as to why I do. Born and raised in Rockville, Maryland. That's uh, the DMV for all of my Washington, D.C. relatives out there. <laughs> he also, this is on the side, but he grew up a Caps fan. I became a Caps fan when I lived in Washington, D.C. And you know, thankfully, they won the title there. Shout out to Ovi, right? Um, Josh also went to Northeastern University in Boston, aka Beantown. Figured out why it was called Beantown today, too, thanks to Josh. You know what? Now, from the DMV to Boston, he now lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, with his wife, and they got a little one on the way, too. So, pretty action packed background there to kick things off already. Josh is also close to my age. I think he's got me by a year, just maybe just turned 30. I'm 29. So, really looking forward to this conversation, guys. A whole lot more context coming your way, but I will pause now and flip it over to you, Josh. How are you doing? And would you like to fill in the blanks on anything I just said? <laughs> Adam, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You missed a stint where I lived in Denver for six years, uh, skied <laughs> for a, a whole bunch and had some fun and, uh, you know, built up a lot of my whys of why I do all of this and why I'm after everything that I do. But yeah, uh, the little kids brought us back to the East Coast. So here I am in Charlotte. And so uh, Josh and I first got connected um, in a way that I would say is probably more common now, guys, thanks to uh, the, the expansion and massive use of the internet. Actually, I think Josh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you message me first on Facebook? Was that how it started? I did, yes. Okay, he yeah. did. And he was on our friend Whitney Sewell's show, which is a great show, guys. Check out the, the syndication show. But it was like perfect timing. I remember when he messaged me, I was just like, I had someone who was coming on the show reschedule. And I'm like, man, I got to plug someone in here now. And literally, like, I think within a couple hours, I got a random message from Josh. And I was like, you know, normally I don't take, I hardly even look at random requests, to be honest. It was just like, it's not worth it. But this guy came in perfect timing. And I'm so happy he did now get to know each other a little bit. And uh, oh, let me get my notes here because some other cool things about Josh. You know, he's one of those one of those guys when, you know, going through school, the light bulb came on uh, either while he was in, in university or after graduating and kind of realized like, you know, I don't want to do this rat race thing for the rest of my life. Again, I know I just kind of unloaded a lot there, Josh. So going to pass it back to you one more time to, again, just fill in the blanks on, on anything that I just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. Uh, you know, I, you mentioned that I went to Northeastern University and a lot of people aren't familiar with the school, but it's one of those schools where it's actually a five-year college and we went to school for six months and then we worked at a full-time job for six months. It wasn't an internship. Oh, I actually wow. went to work for six months. So by the time I graduated, I already had one and a half years of employment experience. I had a resume that I could take to employers. So from a job perspective, it actually put me down the path of getting burnt out faster. And I thank my school for that because I would never have known that. I would have been, I would be sitting here as a 31 and a half year old, as opposed to a 30 year old and accomplishing the same thing. Because I, when I got into the workforce after I graduated, I very quickly was able to see 
I'm not seeing the direct results of what I'm doing. I'm sitting in Excel all day in a little cubicle. All I'm doing is pumping out reports to people. And I wasn't loving the fact that I can't see the end result of what was happening with my work. I had already been feeling that before I got in the job. And within a quick year, I knew I had to start looking for other things. And it wasn't immediate, but I was able to start shifting my focus You know, after I got home from work and figuring out where I wanted to take my, my world and uh, my professional career. Yeah. And uh, I got to ask, I mean, those, those first few years too, I think a lot of us can relate that are coming fresh out of, out of college now, where you putting in those, uh, you know, 10 to 14 hour days um, in the early days? Uh, luckily, no. Uh, oh, okay. I was working at one of those Fortune 500 companies that very much regiments your, your schedule and didn't want you there after hours or anything early. Um, so, I mean, that was, the work-life balance wasn't terrible, uh, but it was the actual work content that was bothering me. That was, that was really the, the thing that irked me. Cool. All right. Well, we're just going to do this now because we're heading this direction, guys. Josh, it is now time to step into the next level chamber. The topic of today's discussion is preserving multi-generational wealth. I think that's a compelling title and it's also a a phrase, multi-generational wealth. It's starting to get more and more popular now. So I'm glad we kind of got it here on Dream Chasers ahead of the big rush. (laughs) But Josh has some really cool... um, insight and background in this area, one, because of what he does now, but two, because of what took place in his life. There is a story here, guys, um, that I really want to to have Josh share with you because we, we joked about this before the call. It's like, oh, if someone was glancing through all the real estate podcasts out there, they'd be like, oh, another multifamily self-directed IRA like interview, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, <laughs> there is a story here. And there's a reason why Josh is three years into uh, his, his adventure with Wall to Main. Love the name. We'll talk about that later. Anyways, Josh, preserving multi-generational wealth, you went through a pretty big moment in your life where thankfully you started preparing for a major transition. And I know I'm doing some cliffhangers here. So could you just kind of walk me through what I'm, what I'm leading you into? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, in mid 2000s, you know, we had a, my grandfather passed away. And then a few years after that, my mom actually got sick. And so we knew it was, it was a terminal illness and she was going to pass away in a few years. And, uh, you know, because she had, um, she had inherited some money from her dad and she was going to be nice enough to leave us with her retirement accounts. I knew what we needed to do. I knew that there was some stuff that we needed to plan for. I started learning from her and then I started going out and learning what I could do, you know, with these accounts that were going to be left for myself as well as my sister's it's pretty uh, complex when you get these types of accounts and you don't, no one's really introduced them to you. And so you need to do your education. You need to make sure what's going on is uh, something that you can handle. And so I really set myself up beforehand so that unfortunately when we we lost my mom, I I knew I could preserve her, her legacy. Uh, I could make sure that I was taking everything that her, as well as my grandfather had worked for and, um, and put it to work and not just blow it all up on the first thing that I thought was nice and shiny. I just, you know, it wasn't a super life changing amount of money, but it was something that I needed to take seriously and make sure that I was helping my overall family, both people from the past, as well as my, my sisters into the future. Yeah, it reminds me of the phrase, you know, dig your well before you're thirsty. And um, I think that the key takeaway here is preparation. You know, sorry for your loss. And I'm sure there's also, um, you know, maybe some listeners are like, oh, you know, like I, I never had an inheritance or like anything like this. But you never know basically uh, where, we're, where I'm going with this is like when something like this could unfold in your life and being educated in advance is probably one of the most powerful tools because from talking to Josh now, not only has he been able to position what he's doing and create a 
really powerful future for himself, but he's also impacted the rest of his family, his sisters. Um, he's kind of given them guidance. Actually, could you talk a little bit about what it's been like working with your family and your sisters being the one who kind of like had the, the key? Yeah, uh, it's been an interesting process. There's a lot of trust that has to go into that. And, you know, my, my sisters are both teachers. Uh, so they, I, I went to school for business. They went to school for education. And so we each have uh, two different specialties and we've actually kind of melded them. They taught me about educating others and I uh, have been able to teach them, uh, you know, some information about personal, uh, you know, financial management. And it's been, there's, there's, like I mentioned, there's a lot of trust there. You know, we, we have to coordinate I go out and look for the business opportunities. I bring them back to them. I get their feeling for them. And it's actually really nice because I'm able to kind of, it's like a checks and balances situation. You know, I'm really gung-ho. I'm very driven and I want to look for those opportunities. You know, the average person who's not involved in the, in the business world, they might have a different perspective in terms of what you're looking for. Is it too risky? Are you overlooking something? And so they're able to give me that kind of picture when I bring something back to them and say, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, they make me think of things that I never actually uh, was looking at and uh, it's been it's been worthwhile and you know I'm curious for that moment kind of going back to when the light again the light bulb came on for you and you decided like okay I need to start educating myself you took a, a priority in self-education that's normally a defining moment in a lot of people's lives how did you like what direction did you go to start educating yourself what was your path in this direction yeah so I mean since I had kind of um, you know a lead up to it and I knew it wasn't like just one day, all of a sudden I quit and I, I started doing it. Um, I started preparing early on. And I, I knew I had always been interested in real estate. I never really jumped in myself. Everybody goes to bigger pockets. Uh, so I started, you know, on bigger pockets, but I, I jumped into every podcast I could find, every webinar, every book, every presentation, seminar, really trying to consume myself and encompass myself in the entire world of real estate because I knew there were a lot of roads you can take it down. You know, everyone talks about, oh, you're new. Like, why don't you try wholesaling? Uh, you know, there's so many different avenues you can go down. And I knew as a young person, I had the opportunity to, to get involved in the right vehicle for what I had going on uh, at, to start with, not to flounder in a couple different, you know, people start with like a couple different, they, they dip their toes into some different sectors. And I wanted to go all in on the first thing or not the first thing, the, the thing that I really decided was the right mechanism for me. And so I fully educated onto it, uh, into it. And I, I ended up landing on multifamily eventually. That's why I started with something so big is because I really didn't want to dabble in little bits and pieces beforehand, working that two, then four unit, then eight unit, then 16 unit. Uh, I said, to hell with it. I'm going to go for a hundred you know, plus units. There you go. Love it. It's, it's a scalable side of the business to be in. And um, I think so many of us, myself included, didn't start realizing the wonders of commercial real estate until uh, the HGT, like you, you get in through HGTV, right? And then if you're, oh, yeah, you yeah. start going down the rabbit hole from there, it's like, oh, wow, there's more than just uh, flipping, flipping with the twins or whatever that one. Yeah, has. exactly. Not <laughs> um, Those guys are awesome, by the way. So hopefully they can have, we can have them on dream chasers one day anyways um, so i want to talk about the name of your company wall to main this is a, a really cool company name it's cool that you got the domain wall to guys go ahead and check out josh's website you know you, i think you're starting to hear it more and more the stock market's pretty volatile if you're looking to, to get returns that you desire and you want something more predictable uh, commercial real estate investing in particular is a great vehicle for that and so I guess, could, could you kind of share with our listeners, maybe those who are more you know, leaning towards investing in the stock market and had never considered commercial, like your fundamental lesson to those 
when you when you talk to individuals like that. Absolutely. You almost hit right like the nail on the head of what what I typically tell people because I so I'm a numbers driven guy. As I mentioned earlier, I used to sit in Excel all day. I still do. I just do it on something that I love and I can obsess over the numbers and actually have control over them. What I what I did was I wanted to take a look at if I was going to get involved in commercial real estate get involved in multifamily, I wanted to know numbers wise, just statistically how volatile one was versus the other. So I looked back actually for the last 30 years between 1990 and 2020, and I found that the S&P 500 is actually 58% more volatile than multifamily as a whole. There's different commercial real estate, of course, Uh, multifamily by itself is fairly stable. I love this because in the stock market, yeah, you can you can maybe find some hot stocks that'll rock it off, and but there's there's going to be those days where you're down twenty percent and you're up ten, you know, it's back and forth, and it's kind of like a ripsaw. But with multifamily, it just grows at a nice steady nine to ten percent. That's why I was attracted to it. When it dips, it's going to have its dips, but it's not going to be as large and volatile as the stock market. And so that's really, it's even more, um, I found that it's even more stable and less volatile than a U.S. Uh, long-term treasury bond. So it's really got its upsides. It's just smooth, constant cash flow. And it's it's super attractive to me. Yeah. And we kind of, we joked about this a little bit before the call. And <clears throat> one thing that, that I'm seeing, and I'm sure you're seeing like everyone and their grandma is now coming out with a podcast. <laughs> and then uh, within our sector, there's more and more names popping up as authorities and thought leaders um, in multifamily in particular. I think it's, it's, it's a people business. It's all about getting to know people that you know, like, and trust and hanging on to them. And I can already say from our time getting to know each other now, like you're a cool guy. I would, I would love to get your name out there and share, share your message with other people to know that you would be the multifamily guy, especially in Charlotte to go to. But like, what do you, what do you think? What do you feel is like your differentiating factor from we'll say all these other guys? I specifically operate in the, you know, I'm in the multifamily space. And then I speak to how you can get it done with retirement accounts, because a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's the second most common source of wealth for the average American. The first is your house. A lot of people have equity in their house, but the second largest investable account or place that they hold wealth is in their retirement account. So I like to speak to that side of things. Most people who actually speak on this, it's extremely dry. They talk about, you know, very, it's a pretty boring topic, I'll be honest, uh, but they are actually selling you a product. You know, it's a custodian that's coming out and they're talking about the different kind of things that they can sell you, uh, different account types that they can open for you. Even if people don't end up investing with me or anything, I love the fact that I can educate folks, make them open their eyes. I remember the, I remember the light bulb moment I had when I realized that I could do this and it really expanded what my possibilities were. And I love the opportunity to tell people that from the investor's perspective, somebody who's not really trying to have an angle, they're not trying to make money off of them. It's just somebody who's there to help them in their same position and teach them some lessons that they can use. Okay. So I'm going to keep you in the hot seat here now, flip it back on you. Could you give an example? And it's okay if it's got to be like anonymous or whatever, but like a real life example of someone that you've worked, one of your clients that you've worked with where they had a light bulb moment, because we might have some potential clients for you listening now that might not understand like how they could work with you until they hear that story. Can you tell a story about an ideal client that the light bulb came on and now they're working with you? (laughs) Yeah. um, So we had someone who was already invested, you know, in a, so there's two types of accounts. There's custodian accounts and there's checkbook control accounts. And I'm heavily in favor of checkbook control. It's cheaper, it's easier, it's faster. Uh, We won't get too far into it, but um, someone had a custodian account and they had made a, a real estate investment, a multifamily investment. And then I started, they had never heard of checkbook accounts. 
and the control and the, the you know overall lower fees because they they had a large balance and they realized that they were spending hundreds and hundreds and was becoming more and more every year as the account balance grew and they were charging them more they realized that a lot of their gains were actually going back just to the custodian and so when i gave a presentation on checkbook control they were able to see how they can they can call the shots themselves they can keep it really simple and they are able to only have to pay like 150 200 a year and it, and it never changes from that level and so when i told them they could do that and they could just move it from the custodian over to a new checkbook control account and it's pretty simple they were like okay I'm literally going to call a company tomorrow. I'm going to take care of it. I'm getting rid of my old account. And it was really nice and inspiring to see someone want to take action, uh, realize there was a problem and somehow by accident pitch them a solution. Okay. And so now we'll say um, we've got another, another Josh out there who gets this inheritance and they're like, okay, I'm going to go buy a nice car and then put the rest in the stock market because that's the smart thing to do. What's your advice to that individual? I opened my first uh, IRA when I was 16. I've always about been about preparing and saving for the future. You know, I, it's hard to convince someone to not go buy that car. Uh, it really is. But if you can have some self-restraint and, uh, and really focus on building something for yourself in the future, you can always make a decision later on. You can always say, okay, this is going too slow for me. This isn't the right path for me. Focusing on growing for the future. You know, the, the fact that a dollar today is worth way more than a dollar tomorrow. If you have any kind of, whether it's an inheritance or it's a previous account from, from a, a previous employer or just some savings you have, uh, you know, using it today to invest, uh, to make smart decisions today is worth so much more than using it tomorrow or potentially using up portions of it for you know, spending on today and then using the rest to invest. So focusing the, the full power you have today on what you can do for yourself tomorrow is, in my opinion, the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. Love it. Okay. A couple more things here. First, so now your boots on the ground in Charlotte. So anyone listening, if they need someone in the sector to reach out to, to get a feel for you know, the market, pulse on the market, you're a good resource. Um, specifically though, like who... I'd say aside from your clients, but maybe someone more like on the syndication side of things, like who are you looking to do business with there? I, I'm newly moving to Charlotte um, mm -hmm. because of my, my wife is pregnant, but uh, I'm super excited. It's a beautiful market with a broad economic base uh, in terms of jobs. I, I'm looking forward to getting to know brokers and talking to them and really uh, helping investors make use of, of what they have a lot of folks are as baby boomers. A lot of folks are reaching retirement age and they're maybe going to have to start dipping into their retirement accounts relatively soon. And if, if there's any kind of market downturn in the next few years, which, you know, there, there's a certain potential that it might. I love the opportunity of potentially working with investors who want an account balance that's there to stay. They know they can rely on it. If they need to dip into it, it's going to be there for them. And so moving folks um, who previously didn't know about this space, moving them into uh, commercial real estate is something that I'm really passionate and excited about. I literally derived that story directly from a conversation I had with my dad because he's getting ready to retire and he doesn't want his 401k just to drop out from underneath him. Boom. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, we're getting here near the end, Josh. Fun question though. I always like to ask this one out at the end. Actually, it's more of a statement, but could you give a shout out to someone you've never given a shout out to before? Yeah. Uh, you kind of inspired me earlier in the conversation when, I mean, this is the podcast that's dove kind of the most into my personal life. And uh, we talked about my sisters. So my 
other, my, my dad's father, my, my grandfather, actually, all three of them are educators, lifetime educators. And previously I had gone to business school and, you know, a lot of people go to business school, they teach you how to be cutthroat. They teach you how to make the most money, reduce expenses as much as possible. And you're kind of just, you're thinking about yourself and how you can grow a business or how you can help a business and be a good employer, whatever it is. And you're not really thinking about others and how you can help and, and give to the community. And with these educators in, in my family, it actually helped me as I went to go open and grow Wall to Main because I actually started it as purely an educational portal. I wanted to just educate others. And so that they really inspired me in terms of what can I give back to others? I've learned a bunch here. I realized over two years how difficult it has been to gather up all this information and figure out where I can find it. Now, how can I pass that on to other people? And so they they all uh, really gave me the the inspiration for, for moving into that space of just giving back. And I, it's somewhere I previously had not been. And I'm glad that I've opened my mind up to that. Love it. Well, thank you. I guess you could say like, play family for that one. Is that the shout out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Uh, happy to have you guys here as listeners. Be sure to subscribe, my plaves. <laughs> um, so, all right, cool. Josh, last question. What is the one single one best way, if you could give it out for anyone listening to follow up and get in touch with you? My website, waltamain.com. I have a lot of educational material, as I mentioned there. I, I do. I try to do it. I'm personally a visual learner. I've done everything. I've written a bunch of lessons, but I've also done video-based content. So 30 minutes of video, you learn everything you need to know about how you can use your retirement account when investing in commercial real estate. Uh, It's all there for you, ready to, to go. Love it. Love it. All right, Josh. Well, I'm happy we were able to connect. Um, I think this this is beginning of a good relationship right here. Thanks for reaching out, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Adam. I don't know when I'm going to Charlotte next, but you'll be the first one I reach out to. Uh, any any other closing words here before we, we end it? No, I mean, I, I thanks so much for having me. It's, it's always great to expand beyond just the usual uh, story that I, I have to share with folks uh, because you know you, we all have our, our own expertise and we kind of have our elevator pitch and going beyond that and exploring who you are as a person has been awesome. So thank you so much for having me. You bet. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. Remember, in all you think, say, and do, take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again, and remember, take it to the next level.